Hey. <clears throat> I mean, I'm, welcome to episode, just another Knicks fan, episode 170. I don't know if I said 168 or 169 for the last episode, but it was definitely episode 169. Your boy back for another episode. And, you know, Christmas is around. Knicks been in a lot of Christmas games. A lot of them I see because most of them were played before I was really watching the Knicks because Knicks been around since 1946. I've been around since 1992-ish. 1991 ish, 1993 ish. Yeah, the first Knicks game, Christmas game I actually saw was when the Knicks beat the Raptors on NBA on NBC. Pound the score was 102 to 94. I felt like the man, like that 50 Cent Chris Brown song. And it was, it was lit, man. You know, in the previous years, the Knicks, you know, we haven't been rock solid. So the Knicks haven't always had Christmas games on TV. But during the Miller era, we did. Um, but we had some brutal games. Like in 2016, we was just getting smoked by like 30. And everybody's like, yo, why the Knicks on TV? Because there's a lot of Knicks fans in this world, man. The Lakers was ass for a long time, but they still got national TV games. And um, people just like, oh, but you're the Lakers, Lakers. Lakers, they bring revenue. But so do the Knicks, man. One way or another. They're top three for a reason. Speaking of the Lakers, the Knicks are the top one. We top boy. Top man's. Whatever. But that Knicks first Lakers. <laughs> yeah, perfect segue. Knicks first Lakers. Kobe versus Melo. Um, 2013. Uh, I love those... Those Christmas jerseys the Knicks had was mostly orange with like the 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 font was just like navy blue or black. Melo did his thing, Kobe did his thing. Lakers won a, a, a close game, but the game overall was thrilling. I enjoyed the Melo and Kobe back and forth. You could tell they really enjoyed going at it. It's just like a scorer versus scorer matchup. Uh, Melo was hitting some crazy shots. Kobe was doing Kobe things as usual. You know, seven pump fakes, no one bites on it. Then he shoots it, then it goes in. Gotta respect that. Gotta respect that. Um, the Knicks had a lead, you know, most, like, throughout the game. But Lakers did what they had to do. They came back. They won. Uh, That's a that late stretch of the game. I think the last possession, the Knicks were down three. Um, Kobe was holding Melo, and Kobe knows it. And the Knicks passed the ball. Melo couldn't catch it because Kobe was holding Melo, but... Uh, guess what? They wasn't going to call that foul on Kobe. Just not going to do that. Man, even Kobe knew it. And, you know, Kobe always mentions that he, he knows uh, where the referees are, what they can see, what they're going to call, and that's such a game. You know, Melo, even Melo's looking at the refs like, yo, come on, man, he grabbing me, dog. But, you know, he guess he, was, he just wasn't going to get that call. And um, it was still a great game. Still a great game. And it was for the culture. And and Melo and, and LeBron, I mean Melo and Kobe, man, twenty twenty thirteen twenty thirteen Christmas game. Was, even though the Knicks lost, it was fun to watch last year. Knicks versus Hawks, Kemba Walker triple double game. Glad we won that one. And and this year is gonna be, um, who's it gonna be? The the Sixers. The James Harden. He he was pretty excited to be in the Garden for Christmas. I don't want him to be too excited. I actually got to figure out how. Um, oh, there's going to be a lot of games today on TV. And 
for some reason, when I do the automatic setup lineups, they didn't put him in there. I think I got to put him in there over Rozier. They, they got Rozier, for some reason, starting over Harden, and Harden been putting up stupid stats the last few games. So I got to get Harden in there, but Knicks played in the Sixers on Christmas. I just don't like the fact that Knicks got to play at 12 o'clock every year. I fucking hate that start. Like, on Christmas, my days just be starting at, like, I wake up at 10. Before I know it's 11.30, and then, like, oh, shit, the Knicks game coming on is 12. So it was like, I didn't even get shit done till, like, 3 o'clock. You know what I mean? So I don't like that shit. Like, I want the Knicks game to one day start, like, at 2.30, maybe 5. You know, why can't the Nets play at 12 o'clock or some shit? Why Why the Knicks got to play at 12 all the time? Like, put some other team, put the fucking Celtics at 12 o'clock or some shit, man. I was gonna play at fucking twelve. Get my start, get my day started early, 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 early. I don't like that. However, I do remember one of my favorite Christmas games, personal Christmas games, was it's like two of them. <laughs> it's just random, but no, nah, the first one's not random at all. It was Magic versus Cavaliers. The, the Andrew Andrew DeClerc, Pat Garrity. Daryl Armstrong era in Orlando. I don't know if Mike Miller was traded yet. Uh, they played against rookie LeBron, man. And rookie LeBron was busting ass. He impressed T Mac. He impressed me. Um, yeah, yeah. Remember my mom was working at the airport. She came home very tired that day. And um, it was a very cold day. And um, just ended up watching the rest of the game, and she's like, "Oh, that's just James." My mom knows LeBron James as James. She knows he he been making moves, and all that good shit. And um, that's when I guess my mom knew that LeBron James was nice. But I knew a couple months earlier when he he did his thing against the Kings in his first game, and then, you know Tracy McGrady. That was a late game, man. McGrady had like forty one, I think. LeBron had like thirty four. Game went to overtime. They had all the all the good features of a good basketball game on Christmas, and uh, Lake, uh, the Magic had those pinstripe jerseys. That shit was lit, man. That was the era having a thin, the thin beard lineup. You know, Trace McGrady, Lloyd Banks, uh, a lot of rappers, Joe Buck. Uh, just a lot. It was just Memphis Bleak. They had the thin lineup uh, across across the board. I look back at it, I'm like, that's pretty tough to maintain, but you know they did it. I did it, man. That game was lit, though. That game was very memorable. Great back and forth game. And you think the Magic pull away, but then they don't think the Cavaliers are going to pull away, but they don't. But that was one of my more favorable favorite games, personally, because well, I was like 11 years old. Not too much going on in life. Not much to worry about. I'm just watching basketball. Got a little hoop and shooting around while watching the game. My show was lit. Show was lit, man. Simpler, simpler times. But I keep realizing the older I get, I always look back at everything and call it simpler times. So I don't know about that, man. I really don't. But, however, that game was one of the ones I remember the most. I remember there's a lot of Lakers games on Christmas. We played the Suns. And I threw the fuck dunked on Grand Hill. Sure. Shannon Brown. To go to offensive foul. That was a big risk. I won't be doing none of that shit, man. I'm not trying to stand under the fucking restricted area and get hope for offensive foul. I'm just not risking it, bro. That's one of the things I would not risk in the NBA, bro, is is a restricted area and offensive foul. But um back to that next game against the uh against the Bulls. Uh 
I forgot to mention the shit that made me laugh was with Tom Thibodeau when um the Bulls challenged the 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 Randall foul when he missed that shot and over two people and they overturned the call and and then Thibodeau's like, We got the rebound. We got the rebound. But I get I get why why Thibodeau felt that way because we did get the rebound, but no, you also gotta understand once the whistle blows, ain't nobody really trying to get the rebound. So I, I get why they did the jump ball thing, but you know, I was hoping they didn't overturn it, but whatever they did, man, you know, we pulled out that game. But um a lot of <laughs> That shit was funny, man. You know, Julie sort of pressed him on some Shook Knight. Yeah, the Knicks was on their Shook Knight shit in Chicago, man. That's pretty interesting, man. You know, I heard Jack Rose spoke out about his situation in New York, about him not playing, how Deuce McBride is um, playing ahead of him. And, you know, he mentioned that he misses him nothing but the best and that he wants to remain a Knicks. Remain a Knicks. And honestly, I think it's important. I know... The Knicks might be trying to shed his contract, like, oh, it's an expiring contract. Whoa, whoa, whoa. If you look across the league, man, a lot of injuries have been occurring. And I think it's important that we have players in line. You don't want to thin out the rotation just for a salary dump. Um, you see it across the league. Look at this, the team that the Knicks been playing, man. I mean... Yeah, we've been playing some injured teams, but at the same time, we haven't always won these games that we're supposed to win, so I'm not going to take none of this shit for granted at all. But at the same time, you know, that shit could happen to us. Yeah, I know Mitch has missed some time already. Obi has missed some time already. McGrimes has missed some time already, but you just want to be able to, like Brunson, He's already been hurt a lot, man. Like you, you just gotta be cautious. You gotta have some sort of, you know, backup plan, man. Like, my man, Brunson goes. That's not, well, whatever Brunson does for the Knicks, it's not gonna be replaced by quickly. It's not gonna be just replaced by McBride. It's gonna take a whole, that whole point guard unit thing. So I think that minutes distribution, you know, you would have to bring Derrick Rose back into the fold. Like I say, Brunson got arrested, some shit, whatever it is. An injury to quickly, then you got to bring in Rose. Like, you just. That's why I'm not in a rush to trade any of these players on the Knicks roster. You just don't know, man. Like, Obi's out. Then you got Jericho Sims, you know, in the fold. You know, he's not playing a lot, but. Ugh. He's shown that he's worthy of, of, of hooping, man. So when Obi comes back. You know, there's going to be competition between Jericho Sims and Isaiah Hartenstein. So, it's good to have that, man, because you just see it across the league, man. Players been getting hurt. You know, COVID is around the corner, all this safety protocol shit. You just don't know, bro. Like, the Knicks, we, we're right there, but, uh, you know, one injury or one another tough stretch of games that we're not able to win, and we're right back where we was versus the Mavericks, like, two weeks ago. So, yeah, just because Evan Fournier, D. Rose, and Cam Reddish are benched. Yeah, I get Cam Reddish wanting to be traded. Fournier, D. Rose, you know, those are players, are veterans. 
know, to step in if an injury happens. Cam Reddish, she wants a new opportunity somewhere else, and that's fine. Y'all know I'm a big Cam Reddish supporter. I wanted him to really thrive in New York, but, you know, it's not going to happen. But it's cool. Well, it is what it is. Um, but as far as just trading uh, Fournier just for a salary dump, not right now, bro. If y'all really, the Knicks are really trying to win games. They know it's important to have depth on this roster, so I wouldn't just be trying to trade them off. Unless there's like an unbelievable offer. But if it's for Pat Bev and um, I forgot the other guy's name, with all due respect, Kendrick Nunn, I might as well just keep Fournier, man. What the fuck is the problem? Like, I don't get it, man. The playoff come around and we need scoring. I'm not looking at Kendrick Nunn and Pat Bev that same way. Kendrick Nunn, at one point I did, but um, not anymore. Not anymore. So, it's important to have depth on this roster. That's why I wouldn't be in a rush to trade for Ye or, or D Rose. I'm like, yeah, I got to stay on standby for whatever reason it is. McGrimes, um, he hasn't shown me that he could stay healthy for a full season. So, for Ye, D Rose, that's an incredible offer. I'm just staying, I'm staying, standing pat, man. And I did mention earlier this season that. You know, this is a season for the Knicks to see, you know, where where the roster stands talent-wise, and I think it's important to continue uh, to evaluate that. Still got to see how R.J. Barrett unfolds uh, for the rest of the season. Uh, he picked it up in the past few, past few games um, during his winning streak. And, you know, I mentioned last podcast that, uh, you know, Randall's been picking it up. You got to chill out with the R.J. I mean, the Julius Randall slander. Um, yeah, we do. We really do. You know, he's been open, man. Give, give that man. If you're going to shit on Jewish Randall, you got to give Jewish Randall his props too, man. That's that's just only fair. That's just only fair, man. But as far as everything else, let's just see where it goes, man. Um, Steph Curry got hurt. He hurt his shoulder. So he's going to be out for a couple of weeks. And, uh, and the Knicks play the Warriors on Tuesday. Uh, that's going to be a critical game for the Knicks. And um, let's see what happens, man. We play the Bulls again. Let's see how that goes. And we play the Indiana Pacers. Tyler Herbert earned. They're going to, you know, mention that the Knicks could have drafted him, which is true. But, hey, we got Jalen Brunson. And it's interesting, pivotal such a game because after the, the Warriors, the Knicks play the Raptors, another um, divisional team. And they play the Sixers, another divisional team. So a uh, critical stretch of games coming up. Then they're also will participate in the Texas Triangle. So we'll see how all that goes, man. Definitely excited. I think today's game gonna be tough, tough to pull out. It's hard to beat a team back to back. The Knicks have done it a few times, but usually when it's the home and home, when the back to back is in the garden, when they play the same team twice in the garden. But this time, it's gonna be back-to-back in Chicago. So I don't know if the Bulls are going to allow that to happen. I feel like they're going to be too determined to allow that to happen. But we're going to see what happens, man. Now let's go Knicks. So 170. Yeah, Thibodeau. We did get that rebound. But at that point, it didn't really matter. You know what I mean? But, you know, we pull that game out. And hopefully, you know, when the game gets close, we don't start forcing ISO ball in general. Like, I don't want to... I don't want to see ISO Randall. I don't really want to see ISO Brunson or ISO Barrett. I want to see continued ball movement, man. I want to see us in motion. I don't want our offense to become predictable, and that that's what tends to happen 
at the end of games uh, for us. Whether we were going to Brunson, uh, when we lost those close games in the Garden, or we just went to Randall. Um, last game against the Bulls, I think we got to find a way to be less predictable. Uh, and, and that way, it gives us a better chance to close out the game. But we'll see what happens today in episode 170. Your boy Jack F, man. We about it here.